Welcome, 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 Spartan Nation. Thank you for listening to the Spartan Dogs Podcast. I am your host, and I am very excited, and I'm pretty sure you all know why. Mm-hmm. But joining me, joining me is my guy, PIJ Manigo. What's up, my what's up, my guy? What's up? What's up? How's everybody doing? Hope everyone's well and happy as we are. Oh yeah, definitely happy. You know why? We beat freaking Michigan 27-24. Upset of the century. Upset. Gotta city. know. Gotta know. How'd you feel about the game? Give us a thought your thoughts on what happened and what you saw. You know, I'm a humble person, so I'll openly admit that I was wrong about a few things. Number uh-huh. one, number one, I'll just say it. I was wrong about Rocky Lombardi. You know, I was very open and brutal at times about him, but he shut me up. I mean, the man, the man threw for zero interceptions, three touchdowns. I didn't even think he would throw for three. So, me either. Or not even two, to be real. So, like, <laughs> he shut me up on that. So, Rocky had a hell of a game. And Michigan State as a whole, the offensive line, I mean, everybody. Oh I mean, I saw things I haven't seen for, like, four four years, man. I mean, aggression, running game still has some hiccups, but, damn, mm-hmm. we beat Michigan. So, I, I mean, you know, on to the next, right? That's right, on to the next. Um, but, yeah, one of the things, like you said, there were some things that we haven't seen in so long. We did not know the offensive line improved. Mm-hmm. completely they did not allow a single set matter of fact i don't even think nobody even touched rocky lombardi the entire game i don't even nope. think he got a a breeze of air hit his damn body i don't think my father called me it was like we didn't even get his damn jersey dirty i said yeah i know it was clean from beginning to end it was nothing that they could do nothing that they could do a whole bunch of five stars on that michigan d line supposedly uh you know false stars but um, no one could get pressure on them. I mean, the offensive line was just was just stout, and I think that was the biggest improvement from the Rutgers game that I saw. Once again, you were right, Rocky Lombardi. We were both harsh on him. We did not think he even deserved to be on the field after what he's done uh, in the past. But like you said, he did shut us up and me included by doing what he did. Now, now he didn't spread the ball out a lot, but hell, when you got Ricky White, the goat. You know, just going down the field, you know, putting double moves on their sorry ass cornerbacks. Yeah, uh, it was it was nothing that Michigan can do. So uh, shoot, I would just throw it up there too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ricky's down there somewhere. Just throw it down the field, and you're gonna get it. That was but, a great game. But Rocky was putting it on the mark, and that was the thing for me. Like Rocky, and I'm not I'm not gonna say or you know praise him yet because you know I'm not the type of guy to to destroy someone for four weeks and then praise them once they have a good moment. You know, Rocky shut me up, so I'm going to let him roll on that. But I will say he was putting the ball in the mark deep that I haven't seen him do for the last two years, not last right. year or not a, not a damn second in the Rutgers game. Like he was yep. with that first touchdown to Ricky White. My roommate was even shocked. He was like, did Rocky just throw <laughs> that pass? I was like, bro, he put that in his shoulder. He sure did. That was beautiful. I mean, he Rocky did his thing, and, and he was comfortable. Like, I was like, it was just a night and day performance for me, and I was proud of Rocky. Like, I was almost shed a tear of joy. I was like, man, you're, you finally lived up to that last name of Lombardi, bro. Like, you sure were, he, was, he was poised. Even, even Joe Klatt, the hater, the biggest Michigan, got a contract for Michigan under his pocket. Even he was like, Lombardi is playing composed. So, I got to tip my hat to him in the offensive line for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they did their job. And defense, we can talk about them here in a sec, but offense, I mean, you, you said Ricky White. Man, he bought yeah. out, shocked the world, even me, myself, and I. So, I mean. I mean, I mean the uh, co-freshman of the week uh, in the Big Ten. So, I think that that is a, a hell of a goddamn accomplishment. And um, I hope to see more of it. I Like you said, that was one of our strengths coming into this season was the wide receiving core. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of talent that no one else really knows about. And there's a there's plenty of guys on that squad yeah. who can go out there and, and, and perform yeah. if they just get the opportunity to do so. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. uh, that I'm looking at that as, as one of the strengths. I, listen, Rocky Lombardi threw it 32 times, completed 17 of him for 323 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. I think that them throwing the ball 30, 30 plus times is what's going to have to happen because we can't seem to get a running game going. Now I pray that we can get a running game going in one of these, one of the next couple of games, preferably versus Iowa who has a very good defense. So I'm hoping that we can, you know, at least shock them in that way. And, and you know, Jordan Simmons, in my opinion, is still our best breakaway runner so far. You know, I think that, uh, uh, Hayward, Connor Hayward is our, like you said, a utility back. He he passed blocks great now. You know what I'm saying? Every mm-hmm. everything improved from the Rutgers game. Uh, Connor Hayward is the is probably, in my opinion, the best pass blocking running back we have. He's bigger than everybody else we have on the roster. Plus, he has the softest hands than anybody else on the roster as well. So. Uh, as far as the rushing department went, uh, Jordan Simmons had uh, 14 carries for 55, and Connor Hayward had 13 for 28. I I see that being the way the running back uh, committee is going to be, uh, even with Hayward and Simmons. And you know damn well when they pass the ball, this is what you have to worry about when you have Simmons. It's or not Simmons, but Hayward in the game. He's either going to go out for a screen pass or it's going to be a pass block. But you don't know. You know he's not going to really break away run. Yeah, I was going to talk about the screen. I think Jay Johnson, um, I've noticed that he likes that screen pass. He's using that like like, like it's a Madden trick. I don't know if you guys listening uh-huh. have played Madden before, but that screen pass works like a charm. Mm-hmm. And um, Jay Johnson's been using that a lot. He used it two times in the Rutgers games, two times in the Michigan games. So I think coordinators are going to start seeing that. So I hope he doesn't try it in the wrong time, in the wrong game, and get lit up or picked right. off. Or get, yep, get picked off, yep. But yeah, I've noticed that, too. They like him in the screen. Now, we could talk about the defense and just how important Antoine Simmons was in that game. He was an absolute beast. Um, and, again, I'm, I'm not trying to pick on Joe Clatt, but Joe Clatt really discredited our defensive line. Guys like Jalen Hunt, who got in the backfield, um, Antoine Simmons balled out. I mean, that's an understatement. I mean, the man had a game that should have been nationally talked about. I don't know if it was on ESPN or not. I don't, you know, probably I, not. You know how they they hate really, say for some odd reason. Spartan fans, yeah, we don't. Spartan fans don't really care for ESPN. We know how that story goes. But um, yep. they were mad that we won that game. We do what we Big do. Big time, man. We do what we do. But yep. um, yeah, I mean, so they just kind of just they kind of discredited us, but. Antoine Simmons balled out completely, and he – what a coincidence that he was right across the street from Michigan, like Lombardi said in his interview. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys listened to it or if you heard it, but Lombardi said in his post-game interview, he was like, yeah, I mean, 
Antoine lived right like across the street from him. So like it was it was personal for him and he wasn't about to let us lose it. And so from there I was like, Oh, I get it. They're they're out for something this year. Yep. And um from that game it proved for that Antoine Simmons performance and Rocky Lombardi's attitude and everyone every just the whole team, like our defense, everyone, the vibe of that Michigan game, I just hope we can roll over, have a, a positive hangover into Iowa and then some because like if we can beat Iowa we have the chips on our table and even then that's a successful year because I agree most people had us losing to Iowa and Michigan so that's two big wins that we need for our program so I mean I hope we just can roll that momentum over because everybody played well like like Mel Tucker said compliment complimentary football that each player just does their job, Bill Belichick style, Nick Saban, the the coaching tree style, where it's just do your job, do it right, be where you need to be. I felt like everybody did it. It was just an. It felt. I felt like I finally saw a new brand of football. So I was excited right. to see that for sure. Now, now we get to see what this team can be if they just don't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was the big thing. No zero turnovers on both sides. Now that was that was unfortunate because I still believe that we need to get turnovers more than you know more than uh you know we dropped uh, a few picks yeah we dropped a few picks so but let me just let me just uh ask you a quick quick question right now um what does this win mean for coach tucker does does this does this process that you know we keep hearing over and over this is a process you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. do you now believe in the process and do you think it's going to transfer into wins in the process well, yeah, for me, like, I've always been big on Mel Tucker, long story short, because A, he's an NFL coach, and B, he's from the Nick Saban tree, and he's coached at high-level programs. So he's seen the best of the best. He's seen Alabama. He's seen Georgia. He's been in the NFL, so he knows how to assess talent. So for me, that was big. He passed the recruiting test. And for me, I was like, can he win a big game? I didn't expect him to beat Michigan. I wanted to just play close. But when he beat Michigan – with that, with the time he had with our team, with the roster he had that wasn't even his guys, he doesn't even know who's the best. I mean, he had Cade McDonald on the field, who I like Cade, but like ah, he really did have him on he, the field. You're he right, he talked through passes. Yeah, and he did he did his job. Apparently, he's a smart player. Like I'm not hating on Cade, mm-hmm. but like when D'Antonio was there, Cade was probably about to be a walk on, aka transfer to Western Michigan. Like <laughs> that's what it was gonna be. But, like, obviously, Mel Tucker's having these guys go out in training camp, and he's literally just saying, I'm picking who I think can play football. So he can Mm -hmm. assess talent. So for me, when he beat Michigan, I was like, dude, this isn't just a random, I'm just going to throw a team out there. He literally had these guys practice, and he picked good players, and he put them in the game. Ricky White would have never been in this game with Mark D'Antonio. No offense to the GOAT, no offense to the legend, but Ricky White would have never touched this field. Guys like Jordan Simmons wouldn't have touched the field. Guys like all these guys we've seen wouldn't have been on this field. And that's why I'm like, Mel Tucker literally just put the best players out there. And that was for me was just like, yes, he's changing. He's changing things. Like once we beat Michigan, I was like, all right, he's legit. Like he knows how to get attitude. He knows how to bring talent out of players. So for me, I it, it, it solidified him for sure. For sure. Definitely. Now, do you excuse, excuse the uh, Rutgers loss? Do you think that's just a blimp in his in his record? Because I mean, it was seven turnovers mm-hmm. committed by us, mm-hmm. and no matter who you play, it doesn't matter if we were playing a JUCO college. If we commit seven turnovers, we deserve to lose that game. Yeah, no matter who's on the opposite end of that field. 
Yeah. So with us, if we don't turn the ball over, I believe that we are better than we were. First off, if we didn't have seven turnovers, we definitely beat Rutgers. No, let's yeah. just put that out there. No doubt. So it's the seven turnovers, and we've seen uh, from highlights of the practices that that were going on uh, during the Michigan week. They were intense, and they were really trying to rip the ball out. They were like, "No, we're gonna play. We're gonna practice this all day." You're going to get double teamed, and when you get tackled, we're going to have somebody ripping that ball out, making sure you understand, protect the ball. Yeah. And I think that that was, that was shown more than anything. Now, I didn't, we didn't do – we didn't throw an interception. Thank God for Rocky Lombardi for doing that. We didn't fumble the ball at all. Thank God for that. Um, you know, Ricky White came out of nowhere. I didn't expect this out of Ricky White. Now, you told me before, previous on previous podcasts, you – alerted to Ricky White being one of the guys to look out for. Yes, I see. I didn't know if I'd had it on on tape because I was like, I've been big on Ricky White since day one. Mm -hmm. I was just following him because I'm always a down south guy. That's what I like about Mel Tucker. I'm big on Urban Meyer because I feel like he's a a great coach. He's a college football Bill Belichick. And the biggest thing he did in the Big Ten was he went down south. And Mm -hmm. I think that is what's going to separate Michigan State from a lot of teams like Penn State and Michigan. Maybe not Ohio State. Ohio State's Ohio State, but like right. our benefit is that Mel Tucker has ties down south, and and that's the benefit that Urban Meyer had. He had close ties down south, and all that. So we have a tie down south, which you're seeing it now. Like Ricky White's a three star guy on twenty four seven with quotations, three star guy, right. And he absolutely bought out. And everyone can say whatever they want. Well, Michigan just sucks. Well, this and that. That's a true freshman during during COVID. Right. He had no time to really – we didn't have a spring game, man. We didn't know what to expect on the field. They put pads on. Yeah, they put pads on and said, go play, bro. Basically it. I mean, listen, Ricky – Ricky, listen, what I was impressed with, if you watch the highlights of Ricky White, his route running ability is one of the best I've seen from a true freshman in a very long time. Mm-hmm. His double move that he put on that one cornerback, I was like, well, God damn. Like, that was just, I was like, well, damn. If I mean, we doing that. This I'll be put, I'll put Ricky right on the island right now and just say, hey, put a double move on any quarterback you see. It doesn't matter. From Iowa to Indiana, yeah. From Iowa to Indiana, I'd be like, bro, double move. Like, Iowa to Indiana, double move, bro. And just Rocky, throw it down the damn field. Who cares? <laughs> just throw it. Like it's it's going to be a good thing to see. And I, listen, we have other talent. Listen, Jaden Jaden Reed didn't get. He only got one one catch for eighteen yards, I believe. It was it was a good catch. And uh, Jalen Ayler had two catches for like what sixty something yards. Yeah, but some people again sixty eight yards. Clat had a had a hissy fit over that Jaden Jaden Reed catch. Apparently, he thought it wasn't a catch, and you know that changed the game. Whatever, but apparently, there was a play. Listen, there was a play on Michigan as well that I believe it was a uh, uh, he didn't complete the catch either. That was right. It was like I forgot they scored the next play. It was when uh, I think Kroom Kroom had scored uh, the dive over play. Oh yeah, the rushing touchdown. A, yep, I know yep, exactly. But it, but, but it was the pass before that that I thought that it was down at the one, but I believed it was incomplete. But no one said anything about that. Plus, they wanted to uh, – I heard a lot of Michigan – let's just get this out the way. I heard a lot of stupid-ass Michigan people <laughs> talking about talking about how uh, they wish that the referees would have called it evenly both ways as far as – uh, the cornerbacks are, are uh, concerned. You know how they can how uh, they can cover. God. First off, Michigan Michigan fans, your cornerbacks are trash. 
first off, let me just get this out the way. First off, I ain't never. First off, I'm I, Stevie Wonder should have thrown flags for Michigan all day for one thing because y'all were seriously grabbing everybody because you couldn't keep up with our guys. Our guys have more speed than you. Period. So there was no way you could you could ever you know Jalen Naylor was just running down the freaking field. Mm-hmm. My man's just grabbing him by the freaking arm. I'm like, really? You're not supposed to call that? That's yeah. What pissed what pissed me off is they try to act like our receivers weren't fast. Like they try to act like we were just the same old Michigan State. I'm like, can you guys just give us some credit? Like, I mean, damn. Like they yeah, try to act like in Michigan was that bad. I'm like, bro, you literally picked Michigan to beat Ohio State this year. Like you sat right. in a chair before this game and said they're the close. You almost bet Urban Meyer a hundred bucks. And you're gonna try yeah, to he, act like we we didn't hey, just out like come on now. Every mile was ready. He had that bill ready. He was like, "Come on with that." He's like, "Nah, I'm just playing. I don't want." And Reg- Reggie Bush, up. yeah, Reggie Bush with a he straight face. Off. Like Reggie, how can you sit there with a straight face after five years of seeing what Ohio State's done? Sit there and almost bet a hundred bucks that that they're gonna beat Ohio State with Joe Milton. After you just saw what Maryland did to Minnesota, right? But so now, is yeah. Minnesota trash? Is Minnesota trash? Oh, bro, I called that from preseason, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. When they lost Winfield, when they lost all those defensive players, like I, yep. when they lost all those guys, I was like, dude, Minnesota's going to be a mirage. And yep. then once Maryland, they made Tua Tungalova look, look like a Heisman candidate and all this <laughs> other garbage. Like, I was like, bro, not Tua, but his younger brother, whatever his name yeah, is. His younger brother, yep. They got people looking at him now like, nah, dude, Minnesota is Minnesota, just like they were before. Yeah, I agree. Now, one of the things that had me the most steamed, the most irritated after the game was the whole Joe Milton uh, comment he made about Antoine Simmons. Mm-hmm. And not saying that he was, he, you know, he's like, who is that? You know, like, if in my mind, this is what I was went off on him because he said that uh, Antoine Simmons was not on his radar. I was like, hmm, so you mean to tell me you ignorant bastards do not really, you really do not study, you really do not study who the hell you are playing against. You just basically think that y'all are just, just, yeah, just better than everybody. First off, you better study Ohio State because they're definitely going to blow you out by 100. So Mm -hmm. we're not even going to worry about that. But the fact of the matter is that y'all just got embarrassed by Michigan State. Who did not have a did not have an offseason. Coach Tucker was behind the eight ball this entire season. You know what I'm saying? Before the season started, but, of course. So right. the fact of the, the fact of the matter is that, that Joe Milton didn't know who the hell he was playing against irritated me more than ever. Like I was steaming after the game when I heard that. I was like, bro, who the hell you think? Bro, you can are? I just be honest with you here? I just think Michigan is the most pampered baby team. I didn't expect anything less. Like, when I saw the Joe Milton video and the Devin Gardner stuff, I was like, dude, oh this this doesn't surprise me. It's just Michigan. Like, I don't I don't no. argue with them anymore because guess what? They are who they are. They can't beat Florida. They can't beat Ohio State. They can't even consistently beat Michigan State. So, at, at this point, I'm like, Michigan is who they are. Like, they are who they are. They, yep. they're, they're, they're a second-rate Big Ten team. Like, I'll give them that. That's being nice. Like some years they're second rate. This year they look third rate. And as far right. as Joe Milton, <laughs> as far as Joe Milton goes, like they Michigan knows who he, Michigan probably got cocky, dude. Like think about it. Let me paint you guys they a picture. They got very cocky. Oh yeah, let me Go paint ahead. people a picture listening. Like imagine if you just every day you just hear your team is great, 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 great. Preseason, you're gonna beat Ohio State. You play one game against an average team. You throw a certain amount of yards, and they say you're the greatest team. And then you just lost to Rutgers 
and we yep. had to return the ball over seven times. I mean, I didn't expect anything less from Michigan to less than just underrate us. Not not even they probably yeah. didn't watch a damn no tape. They probably just practice. Nope. They yep. probably literally we, just practice. They said seven turnovers. Uh, we don't need to watch them. Let me <laughs> let's just oh, yeah. let's just go to practice like regular. We're gonna beat them. It's not even you know. Oh, we don't yeah. need to think about it. Come on now. We just go out there and play. We'll beat them. We'll just go home and like it's nothing. But they don't know what they're doing. All we gotta do is do our job and we can overpower them. I guarantee that's what Hardball said. He sat in that locker room from Monday through probably Thursday, maybe even Wednesday, and said, you know what, guys, we don't even need to watch them. We're Michigan. We're better than them. We don't need to watch them because that means we're less than them. We need to worry about us. Let's just work out. Let's just practice and we'll be better than them when we get out there. That's why they didn't yeah. know who Antoine Simmons was. That's why they That's didn't what, know who anyone was out there because they didn't watch anything at all. They didn't throw the ball deep because if they knew, if they watched any film, they would have been throwing the ball at our at our cornerbacks a lot more. I listen, listen. Gervin stepped up. Gervin is one of those dudes that he was night and day from last year to this year. Like, yeah, I, listen. He was he is night and day. He is probably one of the better cornerbacks that I see out there. Period. Like, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's Period. good. And I see him. He got swagger. He can really de- defend. And listen, yeah, he got away with one of the calls. But hell, listen, when we was gr- when um, oh my god, I for- I cannot forget. I- I'm think of think of just name off some of the greatest quarter cornerbacks within the D'Antonio era. Denard Wayne. Yes, yeah. There you go, Denard. All of those guys that were out there, Trey Wayne's and whatnot. They also did the exact same thing Gervin was doing. So they was it was like a it's a it is a hold, but it's not like a, an, an egregious hold. You know what I'm saying? It was just more to stay with your guys. So and you guess who was their coordinator? Bit. Guess who exactly. was their coordinator? Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're back, guy, bro. We're back. Bro. Our guy. Our guy who we got back from Florida State. Thank God. Saved him. Saved, yes, basically. Because that was <laughs> trash over there. But got him back. And now we looking back. We looking like the no-fly zone. So... Uh, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be hell for people once we really get clicking. Like he like uh like Coach Tucker said, this is only the beginning. And that's so what's get scary. ready. That's get ready scary, because dude. it's only the beginning. If we can get a running game, my my guy, we can just get a running game. I well, think it's coming. If if it doesn't come this year, it will come next it, year. It will be here next year. It will be here next year for sure. We just we're just we gotta get some we gotta get our linemen, but our line might get more confident here, though. Like, I'm, I'm curious to see against Iowa because we might. I, I think this might be Jordan, uh, Jordan Simmons' time to at least burst out a little bit. Because, like, I don't know how good Iowa is, dude. Northwestern was getting some space, so like, I think these next two weeks are going to be a chance for our guys to burst because we're not playing dominant defensive lines. Like, we're not playing traditional dominant defensive lines like Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin. We're playing mm-hmm. teams that are light switch defensive lines. Like some games they show up, some games yeah. they don't. True. Like Indiana might come out looking really good one week and look really slow the next. Same for Iowa. So hopefully we get them on the wrong day. Hopefully we keep our offensive line confident and, you know, keep them in rotation like they are. I like Nick Samak at center. Yeah. I think he's a beast there. I'm sorry, Matt Allen, but I think Samak is just better. He calls better audibles. He knows how to adjust. He's just better. I'm sorry. I just like him a lot better. But I agree. I agree because it's like you said, it's night and day. As long as listen, we have wide receivers. In my opinion, offensively, we are better throwing the ball a lot more than we are running the football. So yeah. we have so much speed and so much talent 
on the outside. It's just like, why would we waste? I'm going to say waste our time because you always have to have the, the defense be honest and always, you know, just run every once in a while to keep the defense, you know, honest with the run, especially the linebackers. I want them to always come up because you can always play action, throw it deep. And, uh, but like I said, we just have better weapons outside this year more than any other years. So I'm looking to open it up. Jay Johnson, you have my full consent to just throw the ball all game long. You know, I just hope Rocky stays focused. I want, I want this type of intensity and energy every single week. Because if we get this type of effort playing, if we, like, if we just pretend like we're playing Michigan every single week, we have a shot to beat Ohio State. It is a very slim shot. Very but slim. But we, we do have a shot. Like, listen, we didn't have a shot a few years ago, and we ended up pulling up an upset. Now, it was a low-scoring upset, but it was still an upset. Now, I will say, living in the heart of Columbus, as I do, mm-hmm. literally the center of Columbus, a lot of Buckeye fans have been skeptical of their backfield. My roommate, who's a diehard Buckeye, could tell you everyone, blah, 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 name from name. He said, he was like, man, our backfield's our weak spot. Now, I'm not going to, like, take that as a – I'm not going to take that too serious because Buckeye fans are, you know, they always have to worry about something. But, I mean, by what I've seen from Penn State and and the week before that, they do – their backfield does look a little bit slow. So, I'll I'll have to see how Ohio State progresses. But I don't – yeah, I mean, that's way down the road for me. I'm not – to me, that's just a token. That's a pipe dream to me. I mean, if we get smacked by Ohio State, honestly, that doesn't mean anything to me right now. But I, Penn State is a game that I really, really think Michigan State needs. Like, not needs, but that would be just the cherry on top. Like, if we can beat Penn State and Michigan, dude, we might be second place in the Big Ten East. I think so too. I think we could be. I mean, we think we. I think we deserve to get into one of. That's that's the real goal of of this whole thing, is to really have a great bowl game. Is to be invited to one of those, hopefully, New Year bowl games. If if it comes down to it, you know what I'm saying, like. I don't know what the timeline looks like, but I just want to be into one of those bowl games because I think we des- we will deserve it. You know, right now I do have us beating Iowa. Right now we're a six and a half point underdog, which is good for us. Now, the Iowa's defense is still very good, so I don't really think that I don't take the point spread. I took the money line just for us to win. I'm not thinking about the six and a half points because I don't think that. I think a field goal win is good enough for me, but yeah, that's that. You know, that's I'll be happy with the field goal win. That's just for me. Uh, as long as you know, I think it's Matt Coglin. Is it is it Coglin? Yeah, Matt Coglin. Yeah, I mean, as long as he keeps keeps kicking fifty one yarders, we are we okay. You know what I'm saying? So we we good on that note. So if we could just like I said, keep the intensity level the same as Michigan, we could beat a lot of teams in the Big Ten. We could surprise a lot of teams in the Big Ten. How about that? Yeah, for no sure. one expects any. No one really expects anything from a first-year head coach trying that that didn't have an off-season, didn't have anything. You know, could, couldn't really install everything that he needs to. Now he's finally getting the opportunity to really show the players, hey, this is the process. We can beat Michigan now. We can, we you know, now we he has the players' ear. Right now, like you said, I think the Iowa game is the real deal to really see if it was if the Michigan game was a fluke. Or was it the real deal? Is this the real Michigan State that we're supposed to see from the Rutgers game? 
Right. I think I think Saturday is going to be very telling for me. That's what I'm leaving all my marbles in. It's just to see what Saturday shows because it's going to be a it's going to be telling, and I'm not going to get mad if we lose because Iowa's a good team. Like Iowa is Iowa. I mean, they shouldn't be on too. Yeah, I mean Iowa. It will always be Iowa, and that's what Kirk Ferentz. That's why Kirk Ferentz has been there for so long. Is because there's not really high expectations, but there's not low expectations. It's just expectations. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I was Iowa so they're gonna have good linebackers they're gonna have a good offensive line with probably three guys going to the NFL draft soon so I don't know if we're gonna get the blitz we want so just beware we might not get through the line as easy as Michigan but um you know it's, we're gonna see how it goes we have a new defensive scheme so I don't know if Iowa will know how to adapt to a new Michigan State scheme that they haven't seen before Kirk Ferentz is used to seeing the 4-3 from Michigan State Blitz, mm-hmm. blitz all the linebackers and hope the safeties and cornerbacks can play defense. Now it's going to be a combination of sometimes 4-3, sometimes something else, you know, all these different combinations. Love Scott Hazleton and all these guys on the same defense because they can just mix mix it up and get people. Sh- so I'm curious right. to see what's up on Saturday. The Big Ten has a new look. Like the Michigan State's different, and I'm, I'm loving it so far. Right. And now Scotty Hazleton – Defense, uh, base defense is a four two five. Yeah, the four. Yep. Okay. Four two five, and with a with a hybrid safety, I would say that could or nickel corner. You know what I'm saying? If you wanted to call it that, but uh, from what you've seen on the on the Michigan game, uh, Noah Harvey and Antoine Simmons, the two linebackers that we do have are dominant linebackers. I really under like I really understand that those two are the focal point of the defense. Yeah. Cuz what they like especially Antoine. Antoine Simmons is like the real guy who could really get in there and man, when I tell you, Joe Milton was not comfortable in that pocket. Like we, like even when he completed passes, he was still getting hit dead in his chest and I was just like, "Okay, now I see this is night and day defense from the Rutgers game to this game. I think this we scared Michigan. I think we scared Michigan a little bit, dude, because Shakur Brown lit somebody up. Dude, we were hitting them. And I think oh, Michigan man, didn't expect did. it. I was like, because I've noticed that about Michigan State these last two weeks. We hit people. And I think people were like, holy shit, this team is not soft anymore. They're actually hitting us. Like when we knocked the wind out of that receiver against Michigan. Oh my God, bro. I think they were yeah. scared. Like I think Joe Milton, like yep. you said, I think he was he did he tried to play like he wasn't, but dude, they were shook. We were hitting them every single play hard. Bro, it was you know how many players went down in Michigan? I was like, bro, are you are the, are the nutritionist coach is is the is it, are y'all malnutrition in here? Because y'all kept going down. And I was just like, Man, if another if another Michigan player goes down with injury. Did they pick up an MSU coach? <laughs> y'all are gonna have to forfeit this damn game because y'all are slowing it down. But like, it was it was crazy. And you're right, we were hitting them a lot harder than, oh, than yeah. usual. And like you said, they kept going down, kept going down, kept going down. It was just like, damn, like, are we just? I like. It looked it like, like Michigan State no last year. It looked like old school Michigan State. Like I thought we were reverse roles for a second. It was blast from the past. Like, right. I was so shocked. I was like, bro, we're not the ones going down today. Like, right. Jalen Naylor's healthy. Like nobody's right. hurt. Like Michigan's getting bullied. So yeah, bro, I agree completely. We were bullying them, bullying them the whole game from start to finish. We did not trail the entire game, which is impressive. Impressive, impressive. And, and we just dominate them the entire time. Listen, uh, they call Michigan's defensive coordinator Dr. Blitz. 
I didn't see a, a, a blitz the entire damn game. I, if it did, it didn't get through. I know that much. You, I don't know what that was. Mm-hmm. Everybody in Michigan is like, bro, fire Don Brown, fire Jim Harbaugh, fire fire Adam was it Adam Gates? Is that is that his name? Yeah, Gate Gaddis, 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 Gaddis. My bad, Gaddis. He's trash too. Don't matter, right? He's trash. Um, yeah, he's the entire trash. staff just needs to go. To be honest with you, I'm sorry, Michigan fans. If you if you're hearing this and you hate my guts. You're trash. Uh, your entire program is 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 done for. You're spending way too much money to not get any type of wins. Still haven't gotten to Indianapolis. I don't even think you have a map to get there. You probably never will if you keep playing Ohio State at the end of the damn year. Yeah, no. <laughs> you just continue. You just continue to just be trash your whole life. Like there's nothing for you. Jim Harbaugh is is a bum. He's a bum. He he's a bum in khakis, like a well dressed bum coming out there just like hey. I am the greatest. Uh, you know, I have the Jordan brand. I brought the Jordan brand to you guys. So, you know, it's going to be hard to get rid of him because he does bring in so much revenue. But, damn, you don't get any whims. So, I'm wondering, what do you want? What do y'all want? What do Michigan fans really want? Do you want wins or do you want revenue? Do you want the Jordan brand or do you want championships? Like, you have to, you have to start to understand what do you really want out of this because – if once you figure that out, you'll understand what to do with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. He's not the guy. He's not the guy that can get you over Ohio State. Like he's 0 and 6 versus Ohio State. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, and he's probably oh, 0 and he'll be 0 and, yeah. 0 and 6 versus he'll never win that game. He will never win that game. There's no hope for that. Yeah, no. And and that's the last game of the season every single year. So what do you want? Like y'all could go and undefeated. Ohio State can go undefeated. Once again, you'll still lose that game. And it's just like, it takes the whole set. You're not going to get to the college football playoffs. You're not going to get the Big Ten championship. You know, it, it stops with Ohio State. Now, what happens is, is Michigan, well, what they said on the, uh, oh, with uh, Mike Valenti and Rico Beard, uh, 97 won the ticket. Shout out to them. What they were saying is that Michigan uh, or Harbaugh is so focused, so, you know, so fixated on beating Ohio State that he will just, you know, he's just um, just a robot through the entire season, except for when it comes to Ohio State. And it's just like, so Michigan State really isn't on Jim Harbaugh's radar, much like Joe Milton, you know what I'm saying? So with that being said, that 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 is a sign of weakness as well because I'm pretty sure Michigan fans cannot stand their in-state rivals talking crap to them every single time they lose, you know what I'm saying? Because we definitely give it to them. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Every time, especially this year, this year was an embarrassment. They should not have won that game. I'm sorry to say that. I'm I'm happy as hell they did. I'm I'm glad to see Paulie B back back where he belongs, back at East Lansing. But I'm just telling them right now that game right there. I don't know what that was. Not the Michigan team we saw in Minnesota. I tell you that much. I don't know what team that that was. An ill prepared team. They didn't come out to perform. And it showed there on the field, and you know, like you said, we were we were the bullies. We were Michigan that game. Yeah. So we'll see what happens against Iowa. Like you said, that is the telling game. We're gonna see it. Uh, everybody should definitely stay tuned for that one because we definitely, definitely want to get some reactions out of that one for sure. Twelve o'clock. Cannot wait. Yes, and with that, and with that being said, I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast, the Spartan Dog Podcast. Uh, 
I am West Coast Rail. My guy across from me is PIJ Manigo. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. We're always active on there. And make sure you follow the uh, Spartan Dogs podcast Twitter page as well, as we will have everything uploaded. All of our latest episodes will always be uploaded on that one. I will definitely be uh, promoting this on Facebook as well and Instagram. So be prepared for that. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Yes, sir. Go green. Go white.